I want to welcome you all as we gather today to celebrate the birth of our Lord. It's always good to come together as a family to worship, but also as other families, because I always say that Christmas always brings out the best out of everyone. This morning, before the 9 a.m. mass, I was studying ethics, and this family comes in, and one of the kids goes to our school, he's in preschool, he was way a mile ahead of everyone, very excited to come to church. So I stopped him, I said, hey, wait a minute, where are you going? So I'm going to church. So okay, I can see that. So what is your family? They are behind, they are coming. So okay. So then I inquired, why so fast? She told, he told me, my mom told me if I go to church, I can open the rest of the gifts. <laughs> so he comes very fast and sits in the front pew. That told the mom today, I guess today you get sitting in the front pew. She said, I guess so. But today, I see when it, whenever there is a gift, all of us, we know we're excited. We know God's gift to us is a gift of his son. And most of us, we can say this time of the year, Mars has two things. Either it's a good time or a troubling time. It always reminds me one of my favorite writers, Charles Dickens. Charles Dickens has written so many books, but one of them, it's called The Christmas Carol, which I think most of you have read. But the most common one is called The Tale of Two Cities. In that book, it begins by saying, it was the best of times. It was the worst of times. That line may be capturing all of us here today. Maybe we say it's the best of time because, of course, there is a joy, all the families are together celebrating Christmas, there is baking, there is giving gifts, uh, being Cosby's playing white Christmas in the background. It can be the best of times. But also, it can be the worst of times, especially if you're alone. Maybe you've lost someone and see someone is missing. You realize that someone who has been always on your table is not there anymore. It can be the worst of time. Maybe you have a sickness and you're struggling with this illness. It can be the worst of time. But also, if you're struggling maybe financially, it can also be the worst of time when you see everyone's shopping, doing these things, and you can't do that. But whatever the situation, best of time or worst of time, one thing I can tell you is, even the worst of time, Jesus makes it a better time. So today, as we gather today, my prayer for each and every one is to experience the blessedness of this time. Christmas is all about what God has given us, what God has done for us. What has he done for us, we may ask ourselves. It's the gift of his very self, the gift of his son. They're telling us that in this obscure town in Bethlehem, that night, when Bethlehem received this child. Of course, most of you may know Phil Brooks, who wrote O Little Town of Bethlehem. Of course, it was a little town, as he described it, less than 800 people. And what happened that night? Bethlehem welcomed the Savior. That quiet town received this gift, which God is giving to all of us, that's why in the first reading today, Isaiah is telling us that a child is given to us. A son is born for us. 
is given to us. What do the angels tell the shepherds? In town of Bethlehem, a child is born for you. It's what God is offering us, the gift he is giving us. The question is, how are we open to receiving this gift? What's our reaction to this gift? Is it to welcome the gift or to resist it? Because what we know is that God is changing our history, our life, by giving us the Son. What does giving look like? How do we receive this gift? When we read the Christmas story, different people receive the gift differently. Let us go to the first one. Some of them receive the gift with indifference, and these were the religious leaders. They knew exactly where the child is going to be born, in Bethlehem. Bethlehem is five miles south of Jerusalem. They knew where he was going to be born. And when they asked them, they say, without a bit, say, Bethlehem, they knew it, but never took a step to go and check him out. The second group we have, those who received him with ignorance. Now, Bethlehem at this time of the year, as we say, it is a small, quiet town. But because of the census, the town was flooded with people. That's why they're telling us they could not find a space in the inn because everyone is up and down running. So those people in Bethlehem miss the gift. They don't realize that they're in the presence of greatness. No one told them. Then we have Herod who resisted like others. They just resisted because we know for Herod, the only king in his life was held himself. That's why Matthew tells us he gave an order to kill all, all those little children. He resisted the gift. The last group we see are the shepherds. When they received the good news, what did they do? They went in worship to search for this gift and worship who God is, what's come to them. And that's what Christmas is calling us to do, to look to the shepherds, to receive this gift that God is giving us. I told a story, uh, Chris Evans wrote the book, The Memoirs of the Airports, and gives a story of when he was uh, in the airport in Springfield, and it looks to one of the gentlemen who was traveling, missed his connecting flight, and it was all worked out. Then all of a sudden, he says, okay, my flight is coming in, next one. So he sees a coffee, coffee shop, so he goes into the shop, buys some coffee and donuts in the bag. So he comes down, he sits, puts his coat off, puts his carry-on luggage. Then he's trying to breathe in, get some air. Then he reaches the bag of donuts, removes the donut and eats it. Now the guy next to him bends over, gets one of the donuts and eats it. Looks and says, now this is weird. Of course, he didn't say anything, but he was complaining himself. So the two guys began eating the donuts. So he turns in to get a second donut, but this time he moves the packet next to him. The other guy smiled, reached up again, and took a second donut. He says, I can't believe what I'm saying right now. Who does this? So he's busy kind of processing all this. Then the guy leans again, gets the one donut left, breaks into two, puts one half in, and takes the other half. Now, at this time, he has lost it. 
He says, I can't even eat this part. has touched, I don't know where he's been, blah, blah, blah. He's complaining. So the guy gets up, gets his jacket and smiles and rubs and goes off. So he's trying to process all this, what has just happened. Then he realizes his time for his flight has come. So he gets up, puts on his coat, rips his bag, only to realize that his bag of donuts is still right there. All the time was eating the other guy's donuts. <laughs> what happens to that story is very many times we get caught up into the emotions and we miss the gift God is giving us. He thought this guy was taking away from him. In other words, the guy was giving him. And what God is doing to us all the time, God is in the business of giving us he doesn't want anything from us. He wants us to receive the gift he's giving us. So how are we receiving this gift is the question for us. This Christmas, my prayer is one. Do not stay the same. Let God do something new in your life. When you receive the gift of Christ, you receive the gift of God himself. And our mission is to give this gift back to someone else who needs it. Now, I'm going to challenge all of us here. If you have someone you haven't forgiven a long time, this is the time. God has given you a gift of forgiveness, the gift of his child, the gift of his peace, the gift of his joy. I ask you to take this step to embrace his forgiveness and give it to someone else who needs it. Because Christmas is all about God making all things new. He says, I'm making all things new in your life, your private life, in your public life. But we have to open up ourselves to this gift. And that's what Christmas is all about. Let's pray asking God today that in every circumstance, in every situation, let us see the gift God is giving us. Because if we take a pause and ask ourselves, what has God done for me? we can all say, yes, God has done something for me. And if we're true and honest, we can say, more than expected, he has done more things than I realize. And this Christmas, God says, let's go and share the gift of God's love to the world. The Lord be with you.